What's up, friends? It's Rochelle Renee, intuitive health coach and healer, and this is episode 83 of Faith Fitness Joy, Breaking Through Weight Loss Plateau, Physiological Factors. So today is a continuation of what we've been talking about for the past couple weeks, which has been weight loss plateau. Last week, you might recall that I focused on psychological factors, and so today I'm diving into the physiological or biological factors that often lead to us encountering these weight loss plateaus. So if you missed the last couple of Monday episodes, go ahead and go back and check those out if you'd like, Um, and otherwise join me today as I discuss the physiological factors that cause our weight loss plateaus. This is Faith Fitness Joy, and my name is Rochelle Renee. Are you struggling to lose weight, love yourself, and reconnect to who you truly are? Do you wish for more energy and happiness? And do you seek a deeper connection to God, or maybe to grow spiritually? As a single mom working in a demanding full-time job, I felt exactly like this. I struggled with anxiety, depression, and I was in adrenal burnout. I felt like a shell of myself. I was working over 60 hours a week, I was stressed out and spread too thin. I was overweight and I struggled with body dysmorphia. I knew I had to do something really fast so that I could be a better version of me for my kids. Fortunately, I found the way back to myself. I regained my health, I lost weight, I transformed my mindset and I found healing. Now, my mission is to help other high-performing moms accomplish the same. Faith Fitness Joy is all about achieving health of the mind, body, and soul. If you're ready to lose weight or get fit, improve your nutrition, and step into the happiest, healthiest, highest version of yourself, then Faith Fitness Joy is the podcast for you. All right. Welcome, friends, to episode 83 of Faith Fitness Joy. My name is Rochelle Renee, and I am an intuitive health coach and healer. And today I am continuing our discussion on breaking through weight loss plateau. So today we're getting into the physiological factors behind weight loss plateau. Next week, I will dive deeper into the different strategies that you can try and um, to help you break through your weight loss plateau. So if you aren't already, make sure that you like, subscribe, and follow the podcast so that you can catch every episode and get the most out of all of these different uh, topics that we cover. So for today, I'm going to be discussing, first we're going to do a quick recap on weight loss plateau and a little bit of a recap and brief overview of the physiological factors, what that means. Uh, Second, I'm going to talk about the various physiological factors. So those include adaptive thermogenesis, hormonal changes, muscle loss, stress and cortisol, and genetic factors. So let's dive in. Uh, All right, so embarking on a weight loss journey, as many of you may know, can be like a roller coaster ride, and it's filled with all these ups and downs, and it's not really a straight line. It's very much kind of a roller coaster, right? And so um, you will find often that you have this initial progress and you have like this boost of motivation, but then that inevitably will kind of wane away and we will run into the dreaded weight loss plateau. And it can be a result of a number of different things that we touched on in the first of these episodes around this topic. Um, And that can include psychological factors, which we talked about last week, and also some physiological or biological factors that we're going to get into today. 
I still, as I said last week, I would argue that at the root of all weight loss plateaus and probably many of the challenges that we encounter in our day-to-day lives are psychological factors. Uh, And I discussed these in in depth more last week. Uh, It's a fairly broad term and topic, um, but I have found in my own journey and working with people that it is really our mind that we kind of have to overcome. All that said, there are still other aspects of weight loss plateau that we see in the way that our body works and our our bodily functions, if you will. So now how we kind of have this mind-body issue, right? Like I was saying a second ago that the mind is really at the root of a lot of things. Um, Because what happens is when we have, we have a certain pattern of thinking. We have uh, like a dominant sort of story or script, if you will, that's going on in our head at all the time, right? Um, and we have certain thoughts that are running through our mind all the time. Well, we don't realize it. I think a lot of us don't realize it, myself included until not too long ago, that all of those like ongoing thoughts, all that ongoing dialogue actually creates a physiological reaction in your body. And there's a whole other like, series of podcast episodes that would have that I'd have to do to help you really understand that in depth. It's way too much to get into here. But the nutshell version is that our mind or our thoughts create emotions or feelings in our body, right? So it starts off as a thought in the mind and then it turns into a thought or a feeling in the body as we sort of have this reaction to the thought. Um, some sort of a feeling or emotion that that thought will evoke within us And we experience these and then we interpret them. And then we assign some sort of a meaning of some sort to that thought and the feeling related to it. As we repeat these patterns of thoughts, feelings, beliefs, even triggers over time, um, we end up having this sort of series of physiological responses that occur in the body. So think about things like hormones and neurotransmitters or the endocrine system and the central nervous system respectively. The signals from these systems in our body tell our body how to respond or behave to the various things that we have going on in our head and that we are thinking about and feeling, right? Um, This can include all kinds of different things, right, beyond what we're talking about here. But in the context of weight loss and weight loss plateau, these can result in things like us storing extra fat. It can result in the body resisting, releasing excess body fat and many other different types of physical or biological responses. Now, I've hit plateau many times over my decades-long pursuit of my own goal physique and my own sort of health and wellness goals, if you will. And it is one of the most frustrating things that I've ever experienced in my weight loss journey. And I would imagine most people can resonate with that. Uh, If you've been working towards your weight loss goals for any amount of time, it's super frustrating that you're, you know, doing all the things that you're supposed to be doing. And then you kind of hit this standstill. Um, And for me, you know, there's, when I've had this happen, um, because they can last for, it can last for days, it can last for months. I've even had them last almost a year at times, right? So you just kind of get to this point where you want to throw your hands up. And I've done that myself many times where I'm just kind of like, for whatever reason, I've always kept going with the workouts. Like I've never fallen off of that proverbial wagon, if you will. Uh, And I think that's because there's a lot more to the workouts than just the weight loss for me. 
Uh, plus, the nutrition is really where the rubber meets the road. I mean, it's really like what is going to help you transform your bodies. And that's where I think most of us struggle. So, um, it you know, in my own experience, I've had times where I just get frustrated. And I'm sure well, a lot of you have done the same thing. And then you end up, you know, at, well, before I even end up kind of throwing in the towel, so to speak, I would go through this pattern before I would see that the scale wasn't moving and I would see that I wasn't having a, de a decrease in the measurements or my otherwise wasn't seeing any kind of change from all these efforts. So then I would do what most of us do, I think, where you go into like, all right, I'm going to work out more. I'm going to do an hour of cardio instead of half an hour. I'm going to cut my calories back even further and you know, all this craziness that we end up going to because it's like the first thing we can think of and it, we just assume that we must not be doing enough when this happens. And what we don't realize when we do that is that we're actually just making the whole situation worse and we're kind of digging ourselves a deeper hole. So one of the things that can really help us with mitigating that, and hopefully if you're like just bumping up against a weight loss plateau, maybe for the first time, and maybe you haven't hit that point and want to throw in the towel, I'm hoping to spare you some agony here um, and cut you through some of that extra time loss that I've encountered myself of having to reverse the effects of what I was just describing, right? So really understanding the physiological and biological factors behind weight loss plateau can really help. And that's what we're going to jump in today um, to help you get a sense of what those are, why they happen, and what you can do about them. So let's go ahead and get into that. So real quick, again, a weight loss plateau is really just you're doing the things for a certain amount of time, whatever, it can be any given fitness routine or program that you're doing. It doesn't really matter what the program is, but you're doing this for a while. You're seeing fairly consistent results every time you're checking your weight, however often that is. Um, you're checking your measurements and you're seeing consistent progress in the direction that you wanna go. And then one day, that one day comes along and that progress has stopped. And then you come back the next week or the next two weeks, however frequently you check your weight and your measurements and you find that you still haven't made any more progress. Um, and like I said, this goes on for some time. It can, it can be as brief as a month or two or it can be, you know, several months or more. So that's the gist of what a weight loss plateau is. And then the physiological or biological factors that we often encounter, there's a range of those things, but it, it's basically just speaking to the processes of your body, your body's different mechanisms and systems, um, everything from your organs and all of their various functions to your endocrine system, which is like your hormone system or your central nervous system, which is basically how all like how your brain and all of your nerves throughout your body speak. Um, and signal different things and different responses in the body. So that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. And that's sort of like what's underneath a lot of these uh, biological factors that we're going to be going over so that you can kind of understand sort of what's going on behind the scenes when you start to encounter some these weight loss plateaus and you're looking for things you can do to break through them. So the first of these biological responses is called adaptive thermogenesis. Um, and it is one of the biological factors that influences our weight loss plateaus. So what happens is you start losing weight and then your body will respond by actually slowing your me metabolic rate down as a way to conserve energy. This mechanism 
you know, is actually like a really old kind of a system, if you will, in our, in our bodies that goes back to, you know, well before modern day and age where we have all these things now that we didn't really have readily available to us. Uh, and so it was a way for our body to keep us alive. It was something that our body did. And of course, despite all of our other advances in all kinds of other areas, we are still human beings and our body is still programmed in the way that it's been designed to do these different things to keep us alive and healthy and functioning. So um, adaptive thermogenesis is one of those processes uh, that will basically slow the met metabolism down as a way to protect you and keep you safe because it doesn't, you know, your body doesn't know what you're trying to do necessarily. All it knows is, oh, okay, suddenly there's more energy going out and there's less energy coming in and I have to prepare by storing more fat or slowing the metabolism down so that we conserve our energy and really minimize the amount of stores or reserves, i.e. body fat, that we're burning. Um, so that's basically what's behind this. So in order to overcome this, um, you might want to look at things like periodically changing your exercise routine or what your caloric intake is. And I, I, there's a cautionary note there because like I mentioned before, one of, one of my go-to kind of knee-jerk reactions when I would encounter plateaus in the past is I would like go into extreme like cut. I'd be like, okay, so let's say hypothetically I was eating somewhere around 1800 calories a day and working out consistently. And when I would hit a plateau, I'm like, all right, I'm going to cut it down to a thousand calories a day and I'm going to do more you know, exercise. So you don't want to do that. Yes, you need to be in a deficit to lose weight, but you also don't want the deficit to be too large because you're just going to exacerbate this situation by doing that. So one of the best things you can do is to change up your diet a little bit. So maybe swapping out some of the things that you're normally eating for a higher amount of vegetables and fruit, let's say, for example, um, and do that for a couple weeks and see if that changes things up for you. Uh, maybe up your protein intake a little bit. Um, and there's other types of cycling that you can do. Uh, one of them that um, you might come across in your, your Googling, if you will, is carb cycling. And I've also talked about this a little bit in previous episodes. That's one example of an approach you can take where you're, it, the idea is that you're um, sort of cycling through different levels of carbohydrate intake every couple days. Um, and what's behind that is to kind of trick your body into thinking that it's it's okay. You know, we're getting consistent um, intake and all of that. And then another thing you could do is change your workouts routine. So I like to change my workouts every four to six weeks. Um, I generally will keep the same um, exercise routine for about six weeks and then I'll change it up. Um, you don't want to really do it too much more frequently than that because too frequently it, it, it's there's a whole other bunch of issues with that. But those are some things you can do to mitigate this adaptive thermogenesis um, factor. So the next type of biological or physiological factor that can result in us hitting a weight loss plateau is hormonal changes. So, you know, obviously our hormones play a huge part in regulating all parts of our bodies different functions and systems, but that also includes metabolism and our weight. So two of the big ones when it comes to this are leptin and ghrelin. 
Um, so leptin is basically like your satiety hormone. It's basically the hormone that tells your body when you've had enough to eat, when it's um, not hungry anymore. I am good. I have enough nutrition for the time being to do all the things I need to do. And then the ghrelin is your hunger hormone. So that's what kicks in when you're starting to feel hungry. It stimulates your appetite. So during weight loss, the, the levels of these two hormones will start to fluctuate and change, and that will signal our bodies to conserve more energy, um, which can then lead to a slowdown in our weight loss and our progress. Uh, it's also worth noting that this is particularly um, amplified, for lack of a better word, in women. So women, the way women regulate uh, ghrelin and um, leptin is different in, from men. Um, and there's ways to work with, with this um, once you kind of understand how they work. So um, it's just something to keep in mind because a lot of times this is these two hormones are what are behind women in particular, but it's this can also apply to men. Um, it's what's behind you really having a hard time getting that excess weight off. Like I've experienced in the past, and many of you may have had similar experience where, um, you know, it – it defies all of the research and science of weight loss, what you're doing, and you're not losing weight. And sometimes you'll even start gaining weight. This has happened to me where I am religiously tracking everything I'm eating. I'm doing my workouts. I'm drinking water. Like I'm doing all the stuff and the weight will just stay the same. And I've even had it go up on me despite doing all these things. And these hormones can have a role in that. Um, when they're in, when they're out of balance and there's other hormones that can come into play too. So it's just something to keep in mind and, and look further into. Um, the more you can understand the role of these two hormones, it's going to help with breaking that plateau. And there is ways to regulate them and get them in balance. And a lot of times this sort of craziness that us ladies like to do to ourselves when it comes to trying to lose weight, like I said before, where it's like, well, let me try to live on a thousand calories a day and two hour workouts, you know, like that's going to throw these hormones all out of whack. Um, it's going to just, it just, you know, exacerbates the whole situation. So, um, you know, a lot of times the things that we're doing that we think are going to help um, end up creating this sort of mess, if you will, when it comes to our hormones. So a lot of times it's a matter of bringing them back into balance so that we can, you know, get on a more consistent trajectory towards our weight loss goal. So again, to address the hormonal imbalances, um, a good thing to do is to look at a nutrient-dense diet that includes sufficient protein, healthy fats, and complex carbohydrates. This is like my go-to nutrition plan. Um, even when I'm doing things like macro tracking, as you may know if you've listened to me for some time, I like to cycle between a couple different things. Um, but this, you know, lean protein, healthy fat, complex carbohydrates, lots of vegetables and fruit, you cannot go wrong with this. Um, and you don't even really need to track if you stick to these foods and this type of uh, eating approach. Eventually your body will start to uh, like change and let go of some of the fat. And sometimes, you know, you'll see your body changing without the scale moving, but you'll see the changes you want. Um, this always reminds me when I talk about this of that saying, uh, you are what you eat, right? Like, you know, you'll hear people say things like, oh, calories, calories, or a calorie in, a calorie out, or a calorie is just a calorie. It doesn't matter 
what the calories come from. And there's even a lot of diets out there that will have you like, you know, as long as you stay within this amount of calories, you're going to lose weight kind of a thing. Well, um, that's true to a point. And then in my own experience, you will still hit that plateau. Um, but it's also, you know, not all calories are created equal, equal, and you can't, there's just no, there's no competition or argument against when you're eating the types of food that provide your body adequate fuel and nutrition, which is things like fruits and vegetables, lean protein, you know, healthy fats in moderate amounts, because you do have to be kind of careful with the fat amount, um, and the car the complex carbohydrates, your body will respond and your body will start to change in positive ways because that's what it's designed to process. That's what it's designed to operate on. There's a lot of stuff in our grocery stores that quite frankly, we should not be eating, but yes, we like them because they taste good, right? So um, anyway, I digress. I could go on and on about this, but um, again, this sort of whole food, good nutrition type of a diet is a good way to bring the hormones back into balance. Um, and, you know, just sticking with that for some time can often be all you really need to do to break through the plateau if this is what you suspect is causing it. So the next thing um, is muscle loss is another reason that we can end up hitting a weight loss plateau. So what happens is, and I would add a little note here that this is really more when your weight loss approach or your exercise approach consists of nothing but cardio um, and maybe very little strength training, if any. Um, again, guilty of this myself, but a lot of us ladies, you know, we jump out there to get to lose weight and we think that the only thing we should be doing is cardio or we think that that's the most important thing doing that we should do and then we do it to excess, okay? So um, just want to note that because it's, again, it's one of these things that's just kind of like a myth that's floating around out there in the weight loss world. So as you lose weight, there is a risk that you start to lose muscle mass along with fat when you're doing this, when your whole approach is like really emphatic on cardio and almost completely focused on cardio. So your muscle tissue um, actually contributes significantly to your basal metabolic rate. And so when you start to lose muscle mass, it's going to start to slow your metabolism down because um, muscle requires a higher energy amount for to, to oversimplify things than, say, body fat does. So when you start to lose muscle mass, it affects your metabolism. So that's why resistance training and adequate protein intake are like crucial for preserving your muscle mass whenever you're embarking on any kind of an effort to lose weight. And really when we say lose weight, what most of us really want is to lose excess body fat, right? So just another little kind of note there. Uh, in undertaking any weight loss journey, you really need to include strength training and weightlifting. Um, I will say this until the day I die. I, it is absolutely something that should be part of any exercise routine or program that you are doing. Um, no, you're not going to get bulky. Um, no, you're not going to end up looking bigger or whatever, you know, different kinds of concerns there might be out there. And I had these as well. There was a long time in my early in my journey where I was very um, hesitant and resistant um, to incorporating things like weightlifting because I thought it was going to make me bulky. Uh, it's absolutely an essential component for weight loss, as I mentioned. Um, and it will actually transform your physique. And 
it's actually going to help make your body look the way that you want your body to look. Um, even though I think, again, a lot of times we fall in this trap of thinking that um, cardio is going to get us there um, in and of itself when really you need a balance of weight weightlifting and cardio. Um, weightlifting is also going to help with improving your strength and your mobility. And one of my one of the things I love about it is it is absolutely the fountain of youth. Um, it keeps you looking younger. It keeps you feeling younger. Um, and I, I don't know, I've mentioned many times, you know, I'm a single parent. I've had to, um, figure a lot of things out on my own, learn how to do different things like fixing things. And, um, I, it just helps a lot to have that physical strength when you're, you know, on your own. So, um, it, you know, and as I think about the future too, and as we age, right, like I want to be able to be independent for as long as possible. And this is going to help you do that weightlifting, um, and strength training is, is going to help with so many other things than just your weight loss goals. So incorporate strength training exercises and weightlifting into your routine so that you can maintain whatever muscle mass you have and build on that. Because um, what's going to start to happen is as you build your lean muscle mass and as you start to shed that excess body fat, you're going to get smaller and you're going to get more toned. So um, anyway, that's that's my little soapbox about weightlifting. Um, and then you want to couple that with protein intake, right? So like feed the muscle. Um, I think there was a book back in the day that was called that, like burn the fat, feed the muscle or something like that. I remember reading it ages ago. Um, and that term feed the muscle stuck with me. And um, how can you feed the muscle? Well, a great way to do that is to aim for 20 to 40 grams of protein at every meal, including your snacks. A uh, little side note there that a lot of people may not realize is that your body actually can't process more than about 40 grams of protein at a given sitting. So um, don't try to like, don't go into that, you know, oh, the more the merrier, the more the better kind of thinking. It's That's really kind of the sweet spot, about 20 to 40 grams um, per meal. Um, you want to really target about the goal weight that you want to get to in grams of protein every day. So let's say you want to weigh 140 pounds, right? You want to aim for that amount of protein every day, ideally. Uh, and so that's going to help support your muscle recovery and growth and help you with your overall goals. So the next thing is the stress and cortisol um, is another kind of category of the physiological and biological factors that will affect or lead us into a weight loss plateau. So <clears throat> chronic stress, as many of you may be aware, um, can lead us to having elevated cortisol levels. Many of you may know cortisol as the stress hormone. Uh, and not only is it the stress hormone, but one of the things that it does is it encourages the body to increase fat storage, which is not what you want when you're trying to lose weight, right? And as if that's not bad enough, it in, it in particularly encourages um, increase of fat storage in the abdominal area, which is like absolutely where most of us don't want it to be. So um, obviously high cortisol levels can impede our weight loss efforts. Um, because they, it, it basically tells our body to store more fat. So what'll happen is you get in this chronic state of stress if you're not already, which I would argue most Americans probably are. Um, and I think we get so used to this base level of stress that we pretty much all live in, 
um, that we're not even aware of it, that we're like pretty out of touch with it. I know I was for a very long time. Um, I don't know how long I spent like thinking I was completely okay uh, because we adapt to it, right? Like it's like we just do what we have to do and we go about our day-to-day -day life and um, we start to get like really um, just out of touch with how stressed we really are. Uh, so it's just something to be aware of and pay attention to because it can be really sneaky in that way um, while it's also still affecting your weight loss efforts. So I almost feel like this could be one of the top reasons that people hit a weight loss plateau or find that they're really having a hard time seeing any results at the beginning of their weight loss journey, especially if you're going into, you know, starting this healthier lifestyle, let's say, but you haven't really addressed any of your stress. Um, and again, this could be because you're not really aware of it. Um, but a lot of us out there, you know, working and juggling, you know, being parents and um, all of our responsibilities and obligations and all of this and that, you know, the stress is, it, it's pumping out in the background and we don't necessarily realize it. So again, if you're finding that you're having a hard time, I would take a look at this and, and start with the stress management component and see if that makes a difference. Because this could be a really, like like I said, I really think this is a good place to start in terms of the physiological or biological factors to weight loss and um, or weight loss plateau um, to see if adding stress management to what you're doing doesn't get you going forward again on your weight loss progress. So, um Stress management techniques, you know, includes all kinds of different things like yoga or stretching, um, Tai Chi is another good one, even dance, like just doing some, um, whether it's a class you pick up or there's different ones you can, like different videos you can do. Um, there's even apps I've used in the past that um, have different dance workouts or or whatever you want to call it on there. And they're fun. And it's just a good way to kind of like de-stress a little bit. And then meditation, of course, is a huge one. Um, and just other types of things that you can do for your self-care. Deep breathing exercises is another. Uh, and I've covered this a lot in many of my other episodes of the podcast. So if you check out like the Wednesday episodes, um, I usually talk about something along these lines in those episodes. And I have a couple. There's one I think I did not too long ago. Um, that talks about establishing some of these habits in your daily routine. Some tips for doing that. So check that out if you're not really sure where to begin with that um, or you just need some help with kind of picking that up and adding it into what you're doing. And then last but not least, in terms of biological factors of weight loss plateau is genetics, right? Um, I mean, this does play a role. It is part of our makeup and our build and we all have sort of a unique um, genetic predisposition, if you will. And some of us are actually genetically predisposed to store fat more easily um, and or have a slower metabolism just naturally than other people might. Um, again, it all comes down to however uh, your genetics look. So I do talk about this a little bit in some of my more recent episodes. I did a couple episodes around body type. Um, and while it doesn't, it's not getting specifically into genetics, um, but there are different types of body types that um, are predisposed to store fat or burn fat 
differently based on how you're built. So that's a good place to check out if you're wanting to learn more about that and how you can work with your own body type to help it with your weight loss efforts. Because it's really a matter of just coming to understand how your body works um, and then meeting it wherever it is. And you can start to get results and progress forward that way based on getting that understanding of, of your genetic makeup. So awareness of that is going to help you with tailoring your approach to weight loss for you. So experiment with different things and see what, what gets your body like releasing the excess body fat again. So uh, as you may have gathered from these recent episodes, uh, conquering weight loss plateau goes way beyond um, just adjusting diet and exercise. There's a lot of, there's a fair amount of trial and error to it. And some of that can be mitigated by looking at these things that we've talked about in today's episode as well as last week's episode. So um, addressing that and looking at what these different factors might be and seeing how um, kind of taking approaches that target those gets you moving forward again is going to help you with um, breaking through that plateau. Um, and then just a reminder, you know, that sustainable weight loss is a holistic process, right? It involves all aspects of our being. And I feel like we forget that a lot. And I feel like a lot of the weight loss industry, like it's, it doesn't even address that aspect that we're, you know, we have, it, there's a mindset component, which I argue all the time is like the fundamental thing. My, you know, what's the saying? Um, weight loss or health is 20% exercise, 80% nutrition, and 100% mindset. And it's absolutely true. It is very much um, a mental game, if you will. And there's a lot about the mindset that comes into play. And then, of course, your spiritual being, your soul, and your um, the spiritual side of us. So, you know, these are all components that make us what we are, who we are. Uh, and when we don't really factor all three of those together, I feel like we're just making it a, more of an uphill battle, uphill battle for ourselves than we need to. So weight loss or body transformation is a very unique and individual process, yet most of the things and the programs that are out there aren't really designed with this in mind. Uh, and some of them will say that they are, but then when you get in there, they're not really um, and I think some of that, too, is that a lot of the research, um, you know, and this is it's nothing against the research or the science because it's kind of the nature of the beast, um, the way that you have to design studies and all of that. But they're not all most of it's I think a lot of the original science with weight loss was actually based on like 25 year old men or something like that for a long time. And then, you know, now um, there's more studies that are broader than that one group. But. Again, a lot of it is looking at um, specific groups in specific settings with certain things that they're looking for or looking at. So it doesn't, um, it, it's very difficult to have it really capture or address the variation of people and um, unique body types that are out there. So like I said, there's not really a one size fits all or Actually, what I mean is there's a lot of these one size fits all types of approaches as opposed to more things that are going to um, look at you on an individual level and help meet you where you are and tailor things to your unique needs. So 
Um, this is something that I've designed into a number of my own programs. Um, I have a series of programs called Phoenix Rising, um, and I designed them with all of this in mind. And it ranges from, you know, self-guided types of programs where you're going in and you can use the trainer app and the nutrition guide and you can get some access to e-courses for some of the basics um, that you can do at your own pace. And then I also have um, three and six month group coaching programs. And then I also have private one-on-one -on -one coaching programs with me um, as well. So I have sort of a, you know, a variety of options available and then, you know, the beauty of these is that you're able to lose weight according to your body's unique design and processes. So that's really something that I tried to um, have them be capable of doing, because again, a lot of it is based on tuning into your own body and becoming familiar with um, how your body's responding. So um, I'm also right now I'm offering a free 30 day training program. So you can get the link to that in my bio or on the um, about section for the Faith Fitness Joy page here. And you can also get the link in the episode description for the podcast episode. Uh, and so in the free 30 day program, it is worth over a thousand dollars. It's amazing value. Um, and you're going to get access to a trainer app where you're going to have workouts for 30 days and you're going to get to choose between at-home workouts or gym workouts, whatever you prefer. Um, you're going to have a nutrition plan and then you're going to also get access to my Facebook community, also called Faith Fitness Joy, but it's a private community uh, where you can uh, get basically support and accountability in there with other women that are doing the same, you know, have the similar goals in mind. Uh, and you will get a free transformation session with me as well, where we will sit down and talk about, you know, what have you done? What have you tried? Where, what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish with your, your fitness and your health? Um, and then we'll lay out a plan together for, for getting you there, whether that involves working with me or just you doing it on your own. I'm going to give you some um, tools and some things you can use to get going and finally get you know, get those goals you've been working so hard for. So check out the links in the episode or in the bio. Um, that's all I have for you today for Faith Fitness Joy. Uh, I really hope that this has given you some insight into the different physiological and biological aspects of weight loss plateau. And as I mentioned earlier, next week I will dive deeper into um, the different sort of strategies that you can employ for breaking through plateau um, so you have some practical things that you can do to break through those um, and get yourself unstuck and reach those goals. So as always, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, and I will see you in the next episode of Faith Fitness Joy. Thank you so much for joining Faith Fitness Joy today. I hope you found something helpful in today's episode. I would love to hear what you think. So please leave a comment and let me know what you found helpful or what you would like to learn more about in future episodes. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe. You can also connect with me on social media at Faith Fitness Joy on either Instagram or Facebook, or please join my private Faith Fitness Joy Facebook group where I offer lots of great information, masterclasses, and weekly channel guidance and more check out my blog at www.faithfitnessjoy.com. This is Rochelle Weiss, wishing you health and happiness of mind, body, and soul.